Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jewish life revolved around the synagogue and the Sabbath. All of the people went to the services at the synagogue. It was Jesus' custom to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath. So when something happened at the synagogue, everyone in the community knew of it. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus angers the ruler of the synagogue by healing a woman in the synagogue on the Sabbath. Let's take our Bibles and study the touch of Jesus. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And once again, Father, we thank you for this day, this opportunity to study your word, to come together in this way so that we might learn from you and and having learned from you, learn more about you. We do this, Father, in obedience to your word, seeking to draw near to you so that you may draw near to us. And Father, it's our hope and desire that we may honor and glorify you with our lives as we seek to walk and follow Jesus day by day. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 10, Luke writes, Now he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bent over, and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to himself, and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. What a wonderful passage of scripture today. Jesus is teaching in one of the synagogues. He's not the synagogue ruler. He's not the rabbi at the synagogue, but he is a rabbi visiting the synagogue. And it was the custom of the Jewish people that when a visiting rabbi came to the synagogue, he would be given an opportunity to teach what he believed or what his understanding of the scriptures were. And so Jesus wasn't just attending the synagogue but he was teaching in one of the synagogues. They recognized him as a rabbi or a teacher. Then in verse 11, we're told that he saw a woman there who had an infirmity, a spirit of infirmity. It appears that this is a, an evil spirit. It might just simply be a medical condition that they called a spirit of infirmity because they didn't understand the condition. Whatever the reason, She had the spirit of infirmity for 18 years. That's a long time. And she was bent over. We've seen people like this, haven't we? Because of osteoporosis or something else, we've seen people who are kind of hunched over, bent over, and can't walk straight. And she could in no way raise herself up. It was impossible for her to correct this behavior, to correct this infirmity at all. So here she was been over for 18 years. And Jesus saw her in verse 12. I love that. Jesus sees her. It's not that he sees her because she's grotesque to look at or she's handicapped or infirmed. He sees her. I believe he sees her physical condition. He sees her pain. He sees her embarrassment or humility because of being hunched over like this. But he sees her her, and he calls her 
to himself. In the midst of the synagogue, in the midst of this crowd of people, Jesus calls out to her and tells her to come to himself. And when she comes, he says, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. You are set free. I untie you, unbind you from this condition. And then he laid his hands on her in verse 13, and we're told immediately she was made straight. Immediately, this woman who could in no way raise herself up, she was made straight. She could stand up straight. And when she did, she glorified God. She began to worship in the synagogue, glorifying God for what the Father had done through Jesus Christ in her life. Now, if we go no further, we've gone far enough today to understand how wonderful this is. Because we've all been loosed from our sin if we've trusted in Jesus Christ. We've all been saved in a way that we could not help or save ourselves. We're exactly like this woman. We are bound by sin. And Jesus comes to us who cannot unbind ourselves, who cannot set ourselves free. And he, through his death, burial, and resurrection, sets us free when we put our faith in him. Jesus said, come to me. And this woman came and Jesus set her free. And the result was she glorified God. We must glorify God for what he has done in our lives through Jesus Christ. We must recognize his grace and his mercy in doing for us what we could not do for ourselves, and we need to glorify him, exalt him, worship him, magnify him. We need to learn from this passage. But then in verse 14, there's a different response to all of this, isn't there? There always is. But the ruler of the synagogue, that's a rabbi. That's somebody at the highest point in the community, in the synagogue. He has great power and authority. He's in charge. He's there to keep everything under control, to keep the teaching where it needs to be. He holds the people accountable every day, all week long. The ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. He was indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. This ruler of the synagogue said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on those six days and not on the Sabbath day. This rabbi, this ruler of the synagogue, was upset with Jesus because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath and in this ruler's mind had broken the law by healing this woman. But Jesus responds to him in verse 15. The Lord, Jesus is the Lord. He's not just the teacher. He's not just the rabbi. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. The Lord answered this ruler of the synagogue. The ruler of the synagogue puts Jesus and this woman in his place, but he didn't realize the Lord has absolute authority everywhere in all creation, and Jesus corrects him. Notice the words Jesus uses. Jesus answered him and said, hypocrite. He calls the ruler of the synagogue a hypocrite. That's a huge statement. No one dared do such a thing except the Lord. The Lord knew his heart. And the Lord says, hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? He says, does not each one of you take his donkey, untie it, take his ox, untie it from the stall, and then make sure it has water? Verse 16, so ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham 
who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? If you guys can take care of an ox or donkey, give them water by loosing them, untying them, should not this woman also be set free, probably in Jesus' mind, to drink from living water, to be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? You guys do this basic thing on the Sabbath and you have no problem with it. Why would you have a problem with someone greater than an ox and a donkey? Someone created in the image and likeness of God. Someone who is a daughter of Abraham, a chosen seed of God. Why shouldn't they be loosed from Satan in this bond on the Sabbath? Verse 17, And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. Jesus had adversaries. Have you ever wondered why? Why would anyone oppose Jesus, who knew no sin, who only did good, who only loved, who only spoke truth? Well, because they loved darkness rather than light. They were blinded by their sin. And again, when he had said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Religious leaders don't always see clearly. Sometimes it's the average person, the normal person, the person who doesn't have spiritual insight or spiritual authority or a spiritual position that is free to worship and see things for what they really are. That's what we see in verse 17. Jesus's adversaries were religious leaders in Israel, but the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. I pray that we who are foolish in the eyes of this world, being wise through faith in Jesus Christ, will rejoice and glorify the Lord for all of his mighty and wondrous deeds. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to live out this passage, glorifying you for your mighty deeds, glorifying you for your work in Jesus Christ, having understanding about what is appropriate, what is inappropriate, in our lives day by day, always seeking to honor and glorify you and to love one another in Jesus' name. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.